Hey guys. How you doing? Thank you. This is my streaming hat. I'm a uh, Paul Bunyan LARPer. I figure if there's a... It's going to be a category of LARPing. It might as well be a Paul Bunyan LARP. I'm not in my car. I know um, the lady has the car. I had to get an oil change. And so she dropped me off at work. Like a little boy going to school. Um, I don't have anything uh, planned. Good morning from Australia. Oh, I'm sorry about you guys. You guys have some uh, really gay cops, huh? It's absurd what's going on over there. I'm in Minnesota. I'm I am Paul Bunyan. <clears throat> Minnesota sounds pretty cool. We're in Colorado. There's just um everything. Colorado is basically California's like sister state. So all the policies are directly adopted from California. So um, we're really looking at where else to go. You know, there's a couple options. Texas is pretty big. They still have some cool spots in Texas, I think. Um, we have an option of Montana, but <clears throat> I don't know. The snow winters are pretty brutal. So... Jimbo, they're getting everyone ready for a big squirt? I think so. Well, that's... I mean, we've discussed this. This is constantly their... This is what they do. They... Every day is an opportunity to get people really excited about something big is about to happen. You know, it's always in the third quarter. Third act. It's always a cliffhanger. It's like cliffhanger... Um, media economics it's really useful because there's always something there's always a laptop or something on the horizon that might you know tilt the um, tilt the future you know Montana's beautiful yeah you know it would be cool to have a spot for fishing hunting I want to I want to do hunting I you know if someone teaches me that would be great if not I'm gonna do it on my own I'm just gonna go out there and you know choke hold a deer <clears throat> what should the average Americans next steps be um don't take any any more massive loans um, uh, unnecessary loans um, try to find even the smallest amount of land, even if you go in on it with friends. Um, you know, just wean out and start to start to see and potentially distance yourself from the major um, conglomerate-run cities because all of this compliance. I mean, um, I can't talk about it enough. It's all leads to a system of complete standardization that's where it's going and you don't really need a big enemy right you don't need a scapegoat bill gates person a w world economic forum kind of stuff you don't they exist because these opportunities naturally exist and the rise from um from uh 
technology. So um, the trend is stand, um, standardization of all systems, regional, state, global. Um, that's, that's, the, um, that's where it's going. It's too bright over here. Um, there we go. So, um, that's, that's where you got to look and, uh, make connections with real life people. Even if you use the internet, um, meet people in the physical, you know, just, just adapt away from dependency from the, the larger system. You're always going to be dependent on a system though. So don't get all like, um, you know live in the time don't get all ted gazinski about it this is interesting new york post 23 die in norway after receiving pfizer covid19 vaccine um there are mostly old people um you know old old people are just used for all sorts of things you know if they die from um from the Karunka, it's advantageous uh, to us who um, go against the narrative. And then if they die of the, the vaccine, but they're really old, then it's advantageous uh, to anti-untested anti, uh, newbie vax. Um, oh, here's a ring I made. Made this the other day. I'd hand cut all of that out, set all those uh, diamonds. Pretty cool stuff. Um, I saw this post. Of course, I can't switch the view. Um, PragerU says comedians are leading the charge for free speech. I thought, again, this is ironic considering PragerU uh, banned. Uh, Mr. Benjamin from his, from their platform and deleted everything that's related to him. I thought that was a funny uh, little bit of an irony. How much for the ring? Are you willing to trade for it? No, the ring is sold. It's already gone. Um, martial law soon or no? No, you don't need martial law. Martial law is... Um, you have enough people um, policing each other, so you don't really need police because the the social aspect is already in play. So you might have some aspect of that um, in public environments and stuff like that. You know, um, the more this is the this is the relationship. The more standardized the systems become the more compliance you're going to see. And that's just uh, normal. That's nothing new. It's just that the standardization uh, is, is now reaching out to every aspect of your life. So as every aspect of your life becomes bundled in a standardized delivery system, supply chain, food, internet, anything, you name it. That's why I'm always talking about the, um, the, uh, the lifetime membership to your life. So when the system... Um, is owned by one company or two major brother-sister companies and they provide you with every aspect of your life so 
such that you can pay a membership to your own existence. I'm talking about every aspect aspect of your life bundled into one system. That's when compliance is justified, you know? It's not... I mean, then add in the ideologies that you're dealing with. These um, Jack Dorsey characters, the Bill Gates, who think it's their job to run the world and fix the world and heal the world. But even that removed, you have um, just that relationship. Again, the relationship is anywhere there's standardized systems, there there will be compliance. The Those two graphs, uh, two variables uh, go up on a graph together. Um, and it makes sense. It's necessary for systems to uh, set standards and rules. Um, standards for compliance and behavior because the, the standardization itself relies on efficiency. <clears throat> and that's why efficiency and convenience is such a trick because you're tricked into goodies and f- quickness and, um, you know, getting a baby delivered to you, you know. Um, some gay couple in uh, North Hollywood gets a, a baby delivered to them from Amazon, primordial, and... Uh, and then everything's led by efficiency and efficiency can easily um, undermine the morality of people because they end up valuing that. They, they end up uh, praying to the efficiency gods. So martial law, not really. Uh, it's, again, it's not, it's not entirely necessary because um, you have brothers and sisters turning on each other, uh, ratting on each other, tattling on each other. You know what I mean? And, and that's almost worse. It's, it's actually, in my view, um, martial laws further down the line. Uh, first is getting families, friends, communities, neighbors to turn on each other. Um, once you have that, you know, martial law is, is in, the, in, the, in the way we see it marketed to us on TV with the troops and all that stuff. It's almost unnecessary. Because all the times that we um, think about that, right? We think about martial law. That's actually when the system breaks. So the the uh, chronological order would be standardized systems get implemented. Everyone's compliant. Everybody rats on each other. They they're the social policing. And then when the system breaks, when the supply chain breaks when uh, whether it's food services transportation and it's completely run by this one central centralized entity government uh, corporate sort of duopoly kind of bullshit um if it breaks that's when that's when they send the troops that's when they need to uh, demand uh, order and use force for order Otherwise, the order is actually just uh, a big um, sort of mouse utopia um, obstacle course, and they give you all the standing points, you know, stand here, social distancing, stand here, go here, get in a line, go in the line, uh, you're next, number number 246, you know, <clears throat> these things um, are emerging quicker than some totalitarian um, regime. The totality... The totalitarian aspect of what we're dealing with is all um, centrally planned goodies and services. You know, it's actually the people accepting convenience 
over agency that makes them uh, makes them their own. They're they're a node in this sort of uh, authoritarian system, and it's not like authoritarian the way we normally think of it. It's like it has the people on its side because they are protecting their goodies. So I mean, there's it's interesting that the way to undermine a society, um, you know, historically has been presented one way, but um, we've never been in a in a time where um, technology has enabled such uh, such a level of standardized systems, and it really is that that becomes like a, a prerequisite or a precondition for all of this this tattletale uh, social uh, etiquette that we're seeing. Why is Bill Gates buying all the land? Well, because he wants to take over all of it. He wants to, he's in on the seed project. He's in on the whole uh, reserve seeds. Um, you know, he's always looking at disasters and how to uh, position himself as the ultimate exclusive provider or um, authority on the matter. And so um, the farmland thing is, um, they're going to make a move in the next 10 years to completely um, sequester, whether it's a private or private-public uh, partnership, um, the entire Central Valley uh, farmland. And um, once they can own the majority of the, the major farmland, um, or they buy up or, or buddy up with the farmers who have exclusive deals with them, and uh, they can uh, shut off everyone else down they can actually start to make rules where um, because it's a standardized system you can only uh, only these people are allowed to produce and that's all in the World Economic Forum agenda the agenda 21 bullshit is um, is that the the resource-based economy puts an unelected a group of experts in charge of determining who gets f to produce you know, not only do they are they in charge of who gets to consume, but they get to d decide through some sort of process um, who gets to produce, and that can only happen if everyone gives up their land um, and uh, or, or buddies up for money in exchange for money. And a lot of people, unfortunately, are uh, too short-sighted, and they take the money. And this happens on every scale. You see it in media. You know. People will take the money, the deal, the Spotify deal over the truth and the the freedom to say what they want and talk about what they want. And it's a transaction. And so the same transaction uh, exists in every aspect of what's uh, what we consume. And that's really what we're what's what we're seeing constantly. It's uh, a complete um, takeover of all uh, all of the the necessities the necessities of of existing so yeah um you know luckily bill gates doesn't know anything really about farming and this is just another example um of people gaining so much so much resource and money and power that they just assume they can participate in these other uh, um, categories of life and um and they end up failing um, or ruining shit, 
um, or becoming the public enemy. And that's totally fine and appropriate for Bill Gates to become the public enemy. You almost need, need not fight him because he does it to himself. No one likes him. No one likes his face. No one likes the way he talks and flails his hands. No one really likes him. He's just a nerdy little dude who's still trying to get back because Brett, you know, Cindy, feathered hair Cindy, went roller skating with Brett instead of little slick uh, liquid Willie. So um, you don't really have to worry about him. You just have to watch his moves and just try to see ahead a little bit. You can take our freedom, but you'll never take our pee-pee and the poo-poo jokes. Exactly. Is chivalry a godly principle? Uh, yeah, but not in the sense of, like, uh, properness or just, like, what's um, culturally the etiquette. Because those things could alter. It's more so that men protect and lead women. And that I think chivalry is a natural, um, a natural expression, a, a subset of that um, distinction, and that um, you know you're protecting, you're caring, you're helping, you're providing. It's like uh, even something as simple as opening a door is not only a, a sweet gesture of love, um, but it's a gesture of protection. Um, and uh, guidance and um, I'd like to see a lot more of that so that means uh, all you butch ass sha- half shaved head di- um, dykes uh, too bad we're opening the doors for women even you don't open the door buying in a neighborhood versus land yeah don't buying in a neighborhood it can all be taken over it can always be taken over doesn't matter so don't be under the illusion that you own anything you're basically always renting from the government and given the right circumstances they can use force in which case you're left in a scenario where you're either gonna die protecting or you're gonna somehow um you know submit and figure out your life so i can't tell you which is which uh to do and when to do it but um get get out of like neighborhoods um they can they're always going to be taken over by the the standardized systems so if you really want to a future based choice um you're gonna have to um you're gonna have to take a hit in the convenience area in the short term and um get away a little bit further away from the the radius the it's like a it's like a blast radius except it's not destructive it's it's rapid construction it's smart city turbo uh development and um you get caught in there you're gonna have to do things their way you know you're gonna the the agencies and the government overreach in those areas because the government will buddy up with these big companies toyota siemens microsoft amazon they want to build their own cities they really want a corporate run you know fancy pants city where they give you everything you need just like a little mouse and so um even in a in a small um 
proximity to that, you'll get the effects of that, you know? So, um, people are just like, well, just don't participate. It's not going to be that easy if you're in the, in the thick of it. It's not just non-participation. Um, again, the more standardized these, these, all of these delivery systems, these economic, um, membership programs become, you can't just disengage and stay in the area. You, you, you're eventually it'll be illegal. It'll, it'll be illegal to use a physical version of, of currency in, in exchange because you're working outside of the standardized system. I mean, it's no different than any other standardized system that we just kind of accept that uh, we don't really participate in. You know, there's plenty of them, you know. So it's almost like the way we appeal to the state to, to uh, process law, uh, justice, and all these things. They have a monopoly on force. They're the mediators. They're the system. We don't try to create a private one. You know, we don't try to you know, do that. We just accept that. So just take that idea, uh, that idea and just imagine what it's like when the entire government in partnership with an Amazon controls every aspect of, um, of, uh, trade. Every transaction must be on the ledger. Every transaction must be on the ledger. And that's the only way they're going to take control and simultaneously um, win the data war because it's also about data. They don't just want control over every aspect um, of our transactions and our talking and all this shit. They want it all to be on one system so that they can um, collect all the data and then the data has power and then you could use it, um, leverage it, sell it. There's so much there and that's why they want inside your bodies, which I call the inner space. The um, they already controlled the outer space and they can't get any more because they can't really access outer space. And so um, now they're gonna now they're gonna shoot for inner space inside your bodies. <laughs> Shapiro thoughts on Bill Gates? Well, I don't particularly uh, agree with his, his his ideology, but he he has he is a perfect example of, of someone who works really hard in the free market, uh, regardless of some of the shady things he's done in the past. It's you know this is this is this is the you know he is an example whether you like it or not of, of the free market and why America is one of the greatest countries in the world. It's my birthday, say happy birthday to me. Grocery stores will only exist in cities. Yeah, I don't even know. I mean, to some extent, uh, like the idea of a grocery store, um, you uh, likely you won't even go in. You know, it'll just be an Amazon fulfillment center. So, you you know, Amazon wants to turn everything into a fulfillment center because they they have the ability to, um, you know. And that's just like first level. Next level is ideology. Like why? You know, what are they, what is their teleos? What do they what do they believe the world should be like? And what is their role as the biggest company in the world in making a world that works for everybody? And that's the bullshit stances that actually cause a lot of uh, havoc, atrocities, is that a person, a government or a, or a private company suddenly takes on the task because they have money they have guilt and they feel an obligation to fix the world because of what they've acquired and it's a sick god complex and bill gates has it and musk has it and 
Bezos has it and probably Trump had it and uh, all these people. They can't help themselves. And so um, fulfillment center, membership lifestyle, uh, membership um, living, membership to everything. You know, you buy, you get your pod, you get your silver, um, silver level or gold level or platinum level um, amenities you know, it comes with this and that, and you pay one fee, one fee, and maybe it's like a partial fee to the government in the form of weird, some weird ass corporate uh, tax or some shit, and then, uh, and then you get Amazon buddied up with Google or something, and they provide you everything else, and you can upgrade, so long as you didn't say something wrong on social media or have a bad thought. And um, it really is a 1984 Brave New World kind of thing. The thing that Brave New World didn't really uh, fully get um, in 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 the uh, in what they did, or was it? Wait, what was the one that Brave New World? That was the one with the gammas. What was the one um, that Ayn Rand wrote? Was that did she write one, or am I confused? Anyway. Um, they missed some of the the basic forms of uh, economics and supply chains and what it actually looks like and and how um, it's not just this like weird ass 1984 shit it's like um, there's like a whole massive cohesive system to it that I don't think any of those books um, not that they could totally foresee it but I don't think they really got into the day-to-day activity and why um, why it would lead naturally to that, uh, what we're looking at. The good news is that these guys are really bad at what they do. They're just bad at goals. They're good at providing a single order and reading some data and maybe suggesting what you might want. But when they try to organize uh, human existence, they're dealing with stuff that they don't understand, like immaterial values, um, the experience of family and friends socializing. They, you know, they just they look at things like it either works or doesn't, and it's strictly uh, utility and pra- pragmatism. And if it's you know, you know, they don't consider that people actually do value a lot of other shit that has nothing to do with material purchases. Or, or being able to do something freely. So, Atlas Shrugged, was that what it? No, wasn't that. Anthem, maybe? May have been Anthem. Yeah, we actually like going to restaurants. Yeah, there's things like that, and, um, you know... It's just like experiences. It's like the experience is can't be um, reserved. You can take a photograph or a video, but the experience is gone. We we value experiences. Like when I like you know swing my daughter around or push her too high on the swing at the playground and the laughter and the cackling and the and the combination of joy and fear. Uh, an exhilaration that I see in her that then I can feel in a weird way that's gone the moment it occurs and it's like we value immaterial like the the it's not the matter 
and these companies and all these leftist bullshit they have these they have a strict material view of the world um and they wouldn't say that these things don't matter it's just that they don't account for them in in their systems they don't account for them they just kind of think like well no you just get to that and you, you'll you'll do that but what does it matter that much and it's because they're just i think you know and this uh, this is an assumption it's not an argument it's just um they fundamentally uh lack a basis for good they lack a basis for the true and the beautiful and they're they are fundamentally godless um and so they don't believe in transcendence other than what they can build you know they they put their transcendental qualities into the physical which is a fallacy that actually is a fallacy so kurzweil transcendent man you, you um simul what is it called uh, sim the simulation simulation bullshit and the um you know the singularity and all that shit i was highly involved with all that stuff i was a a futurist for years i i was in with those people i believed everything they believed i i was invested in that future it's just it's all it's all bullshit all of it we value what's fleeting and it can't be fulfilled in an amazon hub exactly exactly <clears throat> and um and they, I don't know, they, from their view, and, and I guess it's reasonable to think this, is that they think if they can provide you with everything you need, you know, like a, an Andrew Yang, you know, talks about um, how the robots and the AI take all the jobs, right? And then they, and then he thinks, well, if you're going to do that, you have to provide UBI so people can just like have money, play money. And then he says it's a good thing because then they'll have more time to do all this other shit. Well, what's the other shit? He's assuming that the other shit that you do is strictly consumption and not production. It's mostly production. There's there's leisure, there's consumption, but people are driven um, by something that's beyond the material, and and we desperately try, even even myself, to try to base the beauty in a material object. Try to create something beautiful that even tries to tries to match. Um, um, God's perfection. And that's, and that's something I know can't be obtained. That's the difference, I think, is that I, I know it can't be obtained. Um, but um, yeah, the Yangs of the world think um, that uh, free time is the goal. And it's like, no, free time, you're always, no matter how many jobs are taken by AI, all it does, and robots, all it does is create new pathways for what's being created and valued. Um, and not, I'm not talking about um, immaterial value, I'm talking about um, uh, products and service, services, uh, subculture, media, entertainment, new realms that don't even exist right now. For instance, if you know, my dad asked me when I was in like seventh grade, I thought I was gonna be a, a, um, a professional um, athlete, right? Um, if he asked me, what are you gonna do if that doesn't work, if I said, I'm gonna be a live streamer at seventh grade. He would have no idea what that means. He, some of them might not even know what that means now. So it just is an example of how the foresight is always lost on these guys. They Everything they are creating is a system that's responding to the existing system of operations and not the unseen future of operations that they can't even predict for. That's why it's so silly. 
That's why, that's why, ironically, they base everything in advancement and technology. Um, and But the same basis, advancement and technology, undermines what they're doing. It, it, it um, in other words, it's disruptive. It's, it will always disrupt their plans because, um, because that's what it does. It takes short, it makes shortcuts. It, it does all sorts of shit. It's mostly disruptive, and that's what's ironic, because they're like, you know, technology's gonna take us to the wave of the future, and it's like everything they're assuming and building, simultaneously there's someone building something parallel to it that um, unsuspectingly or purposefully completely derails the whole fucking thing every time. You know what I mean? That's why I don't really worry, because their system of doing things, their worldview always changes. If efficiency is your basis for good and what you're going toward, you can't ever get there ever because the goals change based on the technology that then shortcuts the initial goals. It's just a short circuit constantly. That's why they're so stupid. That's why Jack Dorsey is so retarded. You don't even need to. You don't even need to fight it. You look like Ted Kaczynski. Well, he was pretty symmetrical, dude. Especially when he was younger. They're lacking a foundation. Absolutely, they can't account for immaterial absolutes. They can't account for truth. This is why the left can't meme. How could you meme and have humor if humor is based on truth? But your worldview as a progressive is that there's no such thing as truth, really. It all changes. So how can you expand, isolate, or pinpoint truth in any sort of cutting-edge kind of way if your fundamental standpoint is that it never exists, it changes? That means the only truth that you're pointing to is what's fashionable and changing. And that's why they cannibalize. So when you guys see leftists... Even people on the right who don't expand what their foundation is, who, who maintain false uh, low-level uh, binary bullshit, you know, capitalism versus socialism, like the, the Kirks, the Pragers, the, all of these guys. It's similar because they are not, they're not grounded in a major foundation that's outside of uh, space-time. And, um, and so they're constantly confronting what's fashionable. And so, I mean, the left is more vulnerable to it because... They're constantly trying to create what progress is, um, but they're standing in the assumption that everything's a construct. So if everything's a construct, then so is progress. Therefore, your idea of progress is um, self-refuting and bullshit. And, and, that's what, and that's what cannibalism is. So when they start eating each other, it's because they keep expanding on what the standards are and they keep changing what the standards are. So they could only bypass their previous standards if standards always change so they eat their opponents first but then they quickly graduate to the next set of standards and um whatever is uh, accepted becomes um the norm for them and then everything just before it becomes uh racist bigoted um misogynistic um because you can't possibly keep up with it because it's always changing. And so that's why, that's why I take the Sun Tzu approach, which is like you could mock them and see how silly it is, but uh, don't, let, don't interfere with the enemy when it destroying itself. Jimba, you don't need to, do, you don't need to keep 
You can't. You don't need to keep drawing about the progressives and all the leftists. Could they kill themselves? Why are so many people falling for the Trump bait? I'm not sure which bait you're talking about. If you're talking about the righties who are just, they just can't help it. Um, they can't help just holding on to this idealistic view that um, Trump's our last ho hope and, you know, hope, <coughs> hope and change. That's what's ironic about it. It's like, you know, hope and change came along. Oh, you didn't build that. And then uh, Trump came along and just basically sort of uh, inverted hope and change to be a, a patriotic uh, nationalism, uh, the good, kill the, get the pedophiles, you know, deep, kill the deep state. But it's the same trick. It's the same statesman trick, you know. You're going to save the world. Um, if that's the bait you're talking about, it's because it's built in, in us as humans um, to be, um, uh, by default, uh, in the world. I mean, we are of the world. We're not of the world. We're in the world. But sometimes our default is being of the world. And when you worship a man, uh, even if they're completely correct and they're aligned with you, you um, the moment you worship them or expect that they're going to do the thing and that's going to, you know, better, we, make, we can make a better world like this bullshit. No, that's Luciferian, you know. Even if you're standing in the good, if your goal is to make a better world, you're fundamentally flawed in your uh, assumption. And then you're like, that sounds so cynical. No, it's not. It's logical. It's not cynical. It's not defeatism. It's, re it's, the, it's the reality of the spiritual fight. You cannot uh, save the world. I'm sorry. You can't, you can't build out the homestead everywhere and, and then make a better world. There's no, no, you don't, the, the world is the world. That's part of this spiritual battle is that the world is, is necessarily designed with worldliness be, because it provides the contrast to outer worldliness, immaterial, spirituality, God, goodness, beauty. So, you know, people get caught up in that shit and then they make people their little mini gods, you know? You know, don't make anyone your god. Don't make me your god. Don't make Trump your god. Don't make uh, Owen Benjamin your god. Don't make famous people your god. Anyone, anyone who has some sort of level of conviction and they're right in their assessment, don't try to... Uh, don't put don't make them a statue we're gonna make a new world you're not though it's never new it's never it, the humans don't make the world humans just take clay that's already there and they keep refabricating it in different ways and they call it a different shape and they're just like look I did it. Look, we made a new thing. And then inevitably you make this new thing and then you start protecting the new thing because then you end up worshiping the creation. And this is the, the constant struggle and battle is that you're always trying to create something that opposes the thing that you believe is evil. 
And then once you create it, you basically put on the ring and you protect it and you worship that thing. And you say, no, don't, we built this, you cannot take it. And it's all, it's, uh, it all leads to the same path. So, I mean, you're stuck in a paradox. I'm sorry, this is your life. It's paradoxical, okay? What do you think will happen on the 20th? Something will happen and then um, that'll do for people who thought something was gonna happen on the 20th. Whatever it is, it'll, it'll work. Okay, but can we maybe minimize evil? No, because um, evil is just the departure from from good, a privation of good. So there's no entity that you can minimize. You can only yourself minimize your own privation from good or departure from good. And so um, it's always self-referential in a way and you can't guide you can guide but you can't control other people's um departure you can only isolate it um say what it is and help them using compassion and love um maybe shame i'm not sure about that it doesn't work very well for me um but um that's kind of what you're in for so um so yeah, I understand your your um, the ba- the baseline of that. The intent is is correct, but in mechanically, it's not really possible. It's like saying like, how do we minimize darkness? You don't minimize darkness because there's only light, and darkness is just the absence of light. There's no you can't take darkness and minimize it. That you know what I mean? You can't do it. You you can't minimize darkness. So it's the same with evil. You can only bring light. And that's a and it's a different context because if you're not concentrating, that's part of the trick about uh, Satan and darkness and evil is that it tricks you into... Um, some people say the greatest trick that the devil ever played was convincing people he doesn't exist. I, I don't know. I might be botching that. But, but what's interesting about that concept is that when you concentrate on evil or darkness, you realize it's not its own entity. And it's a trick because it makes you invest in this idea that it's there, but there is nothing there. There's only the departure from good. So you concentrate on the good and and uh, the result is there's less departure, but you're not squashing evil. You can't kill it. It's just the departure. How can you can ki- how can you kill the absence of something? You can't. Anyway, I gotta go. Um, today's Friday. I'll probably stream the same time tomorrow. And if it's nice out, I'll do the outside again because this uh, feed didn't cut. So um, for the for those of you who want to share this or review it, I'll if it saves, I'll put it into my Instagram uh, TV. And if it saves to my phone. Um, I'll put it on my bit shoot, uh, and, um, I think I may have not said anything terrible. I, maybe I'll try to post this one on YouTube. All right. Uh, you guys have a good day. All right. Ciao.